wanna go down to the deep end and get back what's gone round and you've been keeping down the aisles between the rows. Your boys. I've done a lot of work here. I man. feel like if we keep calling it that, it'll become endearing, though, and convince yeah. people to come on more. Okay. Yeah. Hey, so and so, would you like to come down to the murder shack and record a podcast? Or your last, you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> the last podcast you'll ever record. The last time anybody will ever hear your voice. Well, we need a better. We need a better. Let's name it. Let's put it up to the. Let's put it up to the fans. We'll make a poll. Yeah. Like the 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 Mayhem Studio or the Murder Shack. Yeah. Your your crew. I feel like the Murder Shack would win easily, though. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like it's got a ring to it. <laughs> Can we spell murder with a Y at least? <laughs> we could, but where would the Y go instead of a U? Yeah. All right. Moita. 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 The Moita that, that makes it the Long Island Pound. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta, uh, we got to stay true to our roots. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to appeal to our target yeah. demographic. It's your boys, Matt. Brian. And uh, another episode of the the, the m- 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 movie. Um, Mayhem Podcast. Yeah, m- 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 Mayhem Podcast. Sorry. Sorry, I'm trying to get excited. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's something to be excited about, Brian. We are coming off the heels of a uh, uh, an action-packed Fourth of July. That's right. Yep, with uh, uh, and, and, and a huge memoriam to all the people who took over the airports in 1776. They just fought it. They 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 protected the land. They they opened up the fields and they they let you take at least six ounces of water. Yeah, and, until, the TSA. and under the ramparts red glare. Yep. They knew nothing but victory. You know what the thing is? I, I I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. Mm. I didn't know what a rampart was for like a hot minute. Really? And I looked it up and was like, oh, it's a wall. Essentially, the man loves walls. He's big on it. He's big on walls. He's big on walls. He's yet to build one, but he's big on them. He got to build at least a mini wall. Give a little showcase of what he wants to do. Like a little blueprint. A little a little. What is this? A wall for ants? And then yeah. he just tosses it. He's like, look, it could be, it would be the greenest wall I've ever built because yeah. if if lightning struck it. It would be electrified. Yeah, right? It would, it would definitely power all of DC for the next, like, five years. Uh, generating from the souls of all who died on the 4th of July. Um, anyway, guys, so it's 4th of July weekend. That's right. So, you know what movie came out? Midsummer? Mid- yeah, I heard that's okay. Yeah, I hear it wasn't as good as in City, as a, as a Hereditary. And I also heard that was okay. I, I mean, I, I want to see it, but... Hereditary... Uh, for me, was like a real slow build. Yeah, but definitely like, I feel like that's what this guy does. This uh, yeah. Ari Fleischer is his name. Ari Aster. Ari Aster. Yeah. Ari Fleischer. Who's Ari? Ari Fleischer might be a, a lawyer. <laughs> See, my brain's not working right. He's also big on the slow build. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a oh, it's an eighty-two percent. Wow. Wow, that's pretty good. That's good. How much did Hereditary have? Um, I think Hereditary. Let's see. Doodly do 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 do. Um, but well, Spider Man got a ninety two. Brad. Uh, something else got pretty high up there. I think some, something else did come out. This yeah. Week, right. No. Yeah. It's like this has been a good week for movies. Yeah. Good month, really. Yeah, very good month. Like yeah. uh, surprise. Yeah. Because what was it, the last couple months has been like a, a big old shit fest. Well, we we were able to go through June mm. doing uh movies that had come out all come out years ago. Right. And, and, and didn't I, miss a thing. Yeah, didn't miss a thing. Didn't I think we only did one movie that was in the theaters, and it was like, oh, we only did Rocket Man. That's that's what it was. Oh, that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. So like, it, it, yeah, it was a. Uh, yeah. So a Dog's Way Home. Maybe, yeah, a Dog's Way Home. Yeah. Was the only one that we're missing out on? Well, uh, it, and Stranger Things season three came out on Fourth of July. Yeah. Uh, apparently, our good friend Andrew Parker has been crushing it. Oh yeah. He watched all but one episode, all but the last episode, uh, the in the last two days. Wow. I hear it's uh, similar to season two in that the first couple episodes are kind of slow, and then, but once it, it really picks, picks up, up, it's actually like one of the best. Well, Hereditary got an eighty-nine. 
Yeah. And that's how you kill time, folks. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, so, you know what? Actually, what did the best out of all three of those movies that you looked up? Uh, Spider-Man. 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 So, let's uh, not do Midsummer, And Thank let's God. do Spider-Man. I don't, I don't think I could handle that many white people. It's So, apparently that movie was like really heavily influenced by The Witcher, like um, Nick Cage's. Oh, re- not, what, not The Witcher. The Witcherman? Or The Village? No, it was a Nick Cage movie. Oh. With the bear... Wicker Man. Wicker Man, not Witcher Man. Wicker Man. Because I was going to say, like, he did it, like, the movie The Season of the Witch, which was like, if that was inspired by this, like... No, definitely Wicker Man. My, my mistake. I'm mixing up my, my Cage movies. Also, um, not just... That's... Um, it's a, there's a... It's, Cage it's, is a remake of the original Wicker right. Man, which is a little bit more disturbing. Yeah, and I think... Uh, well, some would say the Cage one is more disturbing, but... It's um, hilarious. Yeah. But this we takes a lot of influence from there, up, up... Up to the bear stuff and the okay. bee stuff. Like, it's it's, oh, it's very, I... like, you know, white people dealing with shit come to this festival and mm. things get weird. Like, that's... I guess I now know how that movie ends. I don't think it's, like, you know, a, an adaptation of The Wicker Man, but definitely heavily influenced. You don't, look, here's the deal. You don't trust white people all dressed the same in an open field. That's just the rules. Right. It's just the rules. You can't do it. Right. You can't do it. All in it. white? All in white? Oof. Blonde ones, too? Get out. I don't think one of them was starting a fire, too, if you don't, ask me. Don't. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah, not a good... A lot of explaining I to I saw do. a cross-shaped thing in there. Right? Get out of here. The imagery is it's too st- too stark. Do not trust it. Speaking of too stark, let's... Uh, <laughs> too stark to furious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too stark to quit. Um, so, he did, apparently. Too stark to bark. Is that a spoiler? Tony Stark dead? At this point, it shouldn't be. Right. Memes alone should have spoiled that. The actually, the trailer. The trailer is alone. So let's talk about. Let's start off with the trailer for Spider-Man: Far From Home. Okay. Because I'm. I'm. You mind if I. You mind if I rant, rant real quick? I just ranted about white people. You could rant about what you want. Okay, cool. Because I, you know, I, I thought that Marvel had turned a leaf. I thought that they had turned a new page when the Endgame trailer came out, and the Endgame trailer told me nothing about Endgame. That's what I want. I'm excited to see Endgame. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's a big culmination. Oh, it's all, all the band got to come back together and beat Thanos' ass. Matt loves it when the band comes back together. I love when it's bands like his reunite. third favorite thing in the world. Jonas Brothers, here I am. Yeah. I never thought I would I would appreciate them, but now they're back together. They're back together. And I got to look at them under a brand new light. Ask myself when, some questions. When, when the rumors of Insync always comes back together, boy, don't he's he's about it. He's he's if Joey in front Fatone can lose that weight. I am there. <laughs> <laughs> if Lance can get because uh, JC's been practicing JC's always practicing he's yeah JC's always out there he stays sharp he does he stays sharp Lance wants to go to space this is the only way he's gonna do it it's the only way he's gonna do it in sync money <laughs> um, that reunion tour money but anyway um, trailers trailers yes. <laughs> so uh, I just like a yeah big huge wow that tangent sorry hardly connected sorry um, no worries no worries uh, so Freaking um, trailers. So, okay. a big pet peeve of mine, I've talked about it on the podcast before. So, when the trailer spoils the whole movie. Um, another example is that we saw is Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Where, just when I thought the second trailer gave me the entire movie. Oh, so Idris Elba is a bad guy, steals this, like, chemical, turns him into a super bad guy. Hobbs and Shaw have to stop him. But Idris Elba's amassed an army, and they end up fighting back and forth until they, uh, until they end up on Samoa, where... The Rock has to... Did you know The Rock is Samoan? He never mentions it. Wait, what? The Rock Samoan? It never comes up. I thought he was, like, Irish. Right. Well, yeah, I mean... Cause Dwayne he's, is such an Irish he's so He's so proud of his black culture that you wouldn't even guess that he was Samoan as He's well. black, too? Who I'm just losing all my heroes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What if that was, like, the most serious thing I ever said, though? Oh, no. We need a we need a siren to go off every time you say something problematic. Um, but anyway, <laughs> that <laughs> you are pushing buttons. But uh, but anyway, so we know we know everything. We know Roman Reigns is gonna be in it. We know there's a scene with all the action set pieces. We know there's like a like a like a train yard kind of scene. There's a, them jumping down a a, a a skyscraper fighting. There's the Samoan. There's everything. Any cool scene that's gonna happen. Seen it. Every bit of dialogue that's yeah. gonna be like witty, it, we've seen it. Mm-hmm. And at this point, 
like you're really making it hard for me because it's The Rock, it's Jason Statham, it's Idris Elba. I love those three guys. Like ticket was bought. Like it, it went. Like I was gonna go anyway. And now I don't want to. Yeah. Because I already know what's gonna happen. This movie's not going to satisfy me. It's not gonna entertain me. Yeah. I, yeah. I just saw like if like if Kurt Russell popped up in that trailer, I'd been like, I'm not seeing this movie. Right. I'm still like I'm still on the fence on seeing this movie, but I'm like leaning towards the. I might have something else going on this day. Right. Yeah. It's at least, for me, it's at least, like, it bumped down to matinee now. Yeah. Because I know I'm not going to spend $17 on something I don't want to do it for the show. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I kind of, like, that, it went from maybe show-worthy, because it like, looks absolutely ridiculous. It to, does look absolutely ridiculous. To now it's like, I'm just going to see it to see it. Yeah. And then if we see it and, it, and it's show-worthy, fine. But, yeah. yeah. Maybe not... second week of it, not, like, the first week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anywho, we it's got no a star is born. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's not going to match up to the <laughs> to the directing uh, prodigy of Brad, that is Bradley Cooper. But anyway, um, so Spider Man Far From Home, mm-hmm. right? I'm thinking, all right, Marvel won't do that. They've learned from Endgame. They they went so far as to like edit to go into visual effects and change things to mislead you. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't show you Fat Thor. Right. You know, they, and for Infinity War, they didn't show you that he got his eye back, right. you know, and for this movie, they, like the marketing all showed things that didn't even happen just to make sure that we wouldn't get the wrong idea. Yeah. I, I, there are still Funko Pops being sold of, uh, end game of Infinity War Thor in a spacesuit. Yeah. And that never happened. There was a t- line of like action figures of thin Thor. Yeah. Um, no, I do agree with you. The trailers do give a lot. And Far From Home is no goddamn exception. Because... But there is an exception to it. Because it's Sony's trailer, not Marvel's trailer. Sony made the trailer? Sony still owns Spider-Man. They only lend him to Marvel. So, so what's Sony, happening here? Marvel made the movie. Marvel... But Sony is in charge of Marvel controls the story. Yeah. And what happens? So they go, like, you, Spider-Man can interact with this in here, here, and here. But Sony owns everything else. So Sony does, they hire, they don't hire, like, they, I think they hired the director, they hired the, like, they, they, they produce everything. They, they're playing with Marvel's toys, and Marvel is just like, okay, you could do this, you could do that, you could do this, but don't do anything, like, ridiculous, don't kill any, like, major characters, and Sony just reaps the benefits of it. Or, Mar- or Marvel does all the work, and Sony just reaps the benefits of it, so they do all, like, the promotional shit. Huh. That's why there's been like an influx of Spider-Man stuff lately. What do you mean? Like more toys, more oh, like merch, sure. more like stuff like that. When, when uh, it was like when when uh, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans were coming out, mm-hmm. it was Sony on its own, and Marvel was like, "Yeah, no, I'm not making it. We're not making any toys for you. We're not doing this. We're not right. doing that." Now there's like been more oh, Spider-Man comics. The toy rights. Yeah. So now okay. everything's they started uh, since the email hacks. Uh, Sony's been a little bit more. Uh, receptive with marvel right and so yeah marvel gets to use spider-man uh they they set the tone i think marvel's the one who casted tom holland but they're like okay yeah feige hit him up to yeah. tell him so so uh yeah they, they have like sony has to like basically let marvel do what they want for a point because sony could always be like well we made enough money let's pull it back hmm. and then marvel doesn't have spider-man anymore right so yeah, they would like so they kind of gave them the keys to the MCU a little bit. Wow. Yeah. Well, one thing that Sony definitely does not know how to do is to make a goddamn trailer. That's right. That's what they did with the uh, Homecoming too. What do they spoil in Homecoming? They spoil like they gave you every beat with the 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 Vulture, the Staten Island Ferry. The, oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Him so, pulling the Staten Island Ferry together, getting the suit taken away. Iron Man with it. Iron Reagan. Man with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, that's true. Sony is, yeah, Sony's bad with trailers. Sony's really bad with trailers, and they did the same goddamn thing here. Mm-hmm. They're, they're showing us things like major plot points from the end of the second act, yeah. right, in the trailer. Like, the only thing they didn't spoil is the one thing that anybody could have guessed, which is that Mysterio's the villain. Yeah. Because anybody that's excited about Spider-Man Far From Home knows who Mysterio is. Well, yeah, or at least knows that he's the villain. If you had, like, any idea of who Mysterio was, you're like, I see right through it. Exactly. Yeah. First five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew that I, I knew that Mysterio was uh, was the bad guy, yeah. and I tried to avoid the trailers, 
And yeah, you did, yeah, you did a pretty good job. I that I tried watching the trailers just to like see, like it, because I could always gauge a movie on how good it's gonna be from the trailer. Really? Like I could kind of like see like. I feel like some trailers don't do a good job of showcasing the movie. No, like you could tell by like some shots they use. It's like, because there's always like a fun thing. Like if you see a trailer and it's like, like if it's like an, a regular action trailer and you don't hear any dialogue from the lead, mm. pretty shitty. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh. It is some things you could pick up, like you could watch, and like you go, like, "Well, that's interesting." Right? Why, why didn't you do? Why isn't that person? Yeah, why isn't interesting? Yeah. Well, this movie, the for me, what what the major thing that was spoiled that I really didn't like. Mm. Well, first of all, they didn't have to spoil that Nick Fury was in it. Right. Right. They didn't have to tell us that. No. All right. They didn't. I mean, they put up this facade that Quentin Beck is a is a hero, but that's part of Mysterio. So fine. Right, they. But what the main th- major thing for me was that MJ guesses who Spider Man is, and they put it in the trailer. Yeah, and they put it in the trailer. It doesn't happen until, like maybe, the start like of the two third act into the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they played it in the trailer. Like we didn't need to hear all. We didn't need to know. Right. Like we like we didn't need to know that right away. How is that convincing people to watch the movie? <sighs> like I. Yeah, we could have we could have known that Spider Man has a. Arrival with some Asian kid. That'd been yeah, just been a little it, bit more fun. Look at that. Yeah, just yeah. tell us that. Instead, we don't get anything on Brad. Yeah, until the movie starts. Brad's a mystery. Yeah, yeah. Brad's an enigma. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like imagine how surprising it would have been, right? If you mm-hmm. found out three, like you know, two thirds in, and MJ just guesses he's Spider Man. No, it would've been really like it would've been like oh whoa like uh oh yeah. yeah. Because then you would have started, like, replaying the movie in your head. Be like, oh, maybe she saw him do this. Maybe she saw him do that. Maybe she, like... But and instead, th- as we're watching, every time we look at her, we're thinking, oh, she's figuring out It's just out a matter Spider-Man. of time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter you know? of time, yeah. And that's... For me, that's really, really frustrating. Right. Because right? you could have, like... There's some, there's a scene that comes up, I think, uh, after they... Come, well, we could... We'll get into it a little bit later. We're almost... Do you want to just run time until 20 minutes where we could just go no yeah because we're not we're not sony we're gonna yeah. give people a chance exactly all right so like for a few things that you know people should know about this movie who haven't seen it mm. is that even though those things are spoiled it's really fun it's a really really fun movie yeah right and even like i'm sitting next to you and i'm just like oh that's gonna break i'm right. sitting next to you i'm just like oh that's the bad guy you know a lot yeah. of these a lot of these beats are you know they're telegraphed mm-hmm. but the ride is it's not what a makes su- this movie really It's good. not a subtle movie. No. It's not a, a head-scratcher at Some all. Some things are subtle. The, like the Nick Fury stuff. Yeah. The reveal of certain things, really cool. Yeah. But the fact that we already knew it... Really was like uncool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, Jake Gyllenhaal did great. Yeah. You know, Tom Holland, Zendaya, everybody. Fantastic job. Tony Revolori. The uh, Flesh Thompson. Oh yeah, still good. Yeah, dude, I love the little bits of uh, of like story and backstory that they give him. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the story was really like well, it was really tight. Mm-hmm. It's really well well crafted. You know, um, I thought that the action in this movie was uh, just a step above Homecoming. Yeah, like maybe maybe. The, the well, he had more to do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. more things going on. There's a scene in like the middle of the movie. That sort of serves like a, a big turning point in the movie. Right. That is, for me, one of the most like amazing like comic books like painted onto a film, painted onto a silver screen moments that yeah. I've ever seen. It was it is fantastic. No, it's it really is, good. Like some real jaw dropping stuff in the middle of this movie. It's like it's fun. It's dark. It's like it's weird. It's yeah. It's kids fun, are not it's dark, gonna like it's it. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Kids, kids are gonna be really upset. <laughs> right. But you know some things. I don't think Mysterio is portrayed as strongly as a villain, as a freaking vulture. No. No? He doesn't have the same, like, moral code or, like, the same, like... Or rationale. Rationale, yeah. yeah. Like, his mo- his motivations are not... As noble. As noble, yeah. As, as vultures were. Um, and they don't make as much sense. And it's fine. That he... it, yeah. Because it... also, Mysterio's a... Even in the comic books and everything, he's a bit stupid. Yeah, for, yeah, for exactly. as smart as he is, there's a reason he's a bit stupid. Never like the the major villain of yeah. Spider Man. He's not up there with Green Goblin or Venom or um, Doctor Octopus. Like, right. You know, he's not up there with any of them. Like for a reason. 
for all that he does, Spider Man is yeah. is still smarter than Mysterio. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I think Spider Man um, goes on a really cool like personal journey here, where you get to see a lot of the beats that we love in a Spider Man movie. Mm-hmm. He has to balance being a superhero with his own personal life. He uh, has to fill in the. He feels this pressure rather to fill in the shoes of Tony Stark. Right. Right. Um, and he and he feels like he's just kind of got thrust into the big leagues. Um, in a way that he wasn't ready for. Uh, so you know, it's it's uh, it's very cool. I yeah. thought it was very. I thought it was very. They made a lot of really good decisions. Yep. I think no. it connects to the greater MCU. Not as not too much, which is cool. Right. Because I think it should stand. I think Spider Man should be given a chance to stand alone. But then it, at the end, it kind of gives you a reason why. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. All right, so Matt, we just hit past the twenty minute mark. Wow, that was fast. It was pretty fast. Um, shall we? Uh. Hit the club. Yeah, I think if you haven't seen this movie, you should definitely, definitely, definitely see it. I think it's a great addition to the MCU, and we're about to spoil the shit out of it. Yep, yep, yep. Here we go. Let's go. Thanks, man. So. (laughs) I can always do it in post, but I never do. Let's start with the end. Let's start with the end. Because these freaking after credit scenes, dude. Best ones so far. Whew. Lordy, Lord, Lord of mercy. Lordy, Lordy. So you mentioned like you thought Ant Man's ant playing the drums was cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, speaking of Sony, right? Owning, still owning Spider Man and everything. I think that was the one time that that might have worked to anyone's advantage. Here. Yeah, that was uh, possibly the best. It was one of the best kept secrets. Yeah. It was. I I think I did. I tell you it was like I because I know I told one of my friends who saw it at work. It's like it honestly felt like five minutes before the movie premiered. Like yeah. Feige just had it with, like with his phone. Yeah, I was like, just do it real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. <laughs> like backstage at the premiere. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, it's uh, it was it was one of the, like it's been a while since an after credit scene or a stinger like that mm. have gotten us like like oh and like and right, like yeah. knock each other out in the in the theater. That did it. Total bro The reveal moment. of J.K. Simmons as <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson, oh. Spider-Man's greatest foe. That's right. The biggest enemy in all yeah. Spider-Man. Yep. And, and the the awesome twist on the classic Mysterio story right. of like framing Spider-Man, um, it was instead of that being the story of Mysterio, it was sort of the end of, of Mysterio like kind of kicking it off. Right. And that he not only frames Spider-Man, for the disaster in London. Right. But he exposes him as Peter Parker to the entire world. Yeah. Which oh I gosh. was surprised they even did that. Like, yeah. Because you could still have had... It could have still been like a Spider-Menace thing going on. But now the fact that you know, like, everyone knows now that... Knowing it's Peter as a Peter whole Parker, thing. yeah. Because it, it, like, it just kind of kicks off, like, the world versus Spider-Man now. Yeah. And having... having uh, J.K. Simmons, you know, being back like because everyone thought like, oh, Ice T is gonna be J. Jonah Jameson or like, oh, you know, they had the like. I mean, I'm okay. I would I, I wouldn't been too bad, honestly. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because no, he wouldn't have done it like J.K. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like it would have been like, get me pictures of Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like because he, he pulls off being angry really well. Exactly. Know? Yeah, but um, I think with uh, because everyone like now with the Spider Verse being so successful like into the spider-verse being so successful it's all in on spider-man they're like all right well let's start bleeding these worlds into each other yeah like i like i'm kind of waiting for like the day that like toby mcguire is like craven the hunter like (laughs) like it's gonna like like something like they're gonna try i think they're gonna try honestly bringing everybody back in all the different spider-mans all the different spider-mans toby and and andrew garfield yep wow that'd be huge i mean the most ambitious crossover exactly of all time because like apparently there was a thing where Toby Maguire was supposed to be the Peter Parker in Into the Spider-Verse. Into Spider-Verse the oh, the, the wow. down and out Peter yeah. Parker. Um also um Tom Holland was supposed to make like a cameo in that movie as mm. well. As Tom Holland? As Tom Holland Spider-Man. Oh wow. Not as Tom Holland the actor. Right, as Peter be, Parker. As Peter Parker, yeah. Wow. But um but they didn't they didn't pull the trigger on that because they're like, Oh, maybe let's like let this be its own thing. I could see that, sure. So I mean the Spider Verse it would be it'd be really fun. And also it's a lot it would be a little, little bit more fun if they it had a better tie together than what they used in the comic, which was um a vampire going through dimensions to drink Spider Man's blood. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't think you could do that in the MCU yet. <laughs> no, I don't think you're there. Yeah. I don't think they're there. 
Um, but, you know, do, is the multiverse in the MCU even real? Right. Or is that something that Quentin Beck just made up? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because they did call the, the, the movie universe 616, but we know that the movie universe is not 616. That's true. 616 is the comic universe. It's the main, it's it's the the main, main line, line comic yeah. universe. And I think the movie universe is like 19999 or something. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So that in itself um, sheds a little bit of doubt. But, you know, it could be one of those things where the science is there and he's just lying about it. Cause, yeah, because when they talked about it, Peter kind of went into this whole thing and yeah. creates this whole... Yeah. How it breaks things. How it breaks things. And then things. Uh, one thing that when, when, you, when you figure out who Quentin Beck is, there's one line that he tells us, like, never apologize for being the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. That when you realize his backstory makes a lot of sense for him. Right. You know, someone who felt like he was always, that his, that his genius was never appreciated. Yeah. You know, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and this continues the trend of, like we talked about, Tony Stark creating all the villains in the Marvel Universe. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, in one way or another... Tony Stark affects people to become villains. Yeah, like Slane, Ultron, Vulture, now Mysterio, Whiplash, everybody. Justin Hammer. Yeah, like everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. You know, they, they feel slighted by Tony Stark in some way. And some of it is, uh, you know, like, um, some of it is Tony being a dick or like right. Tony like not cleaning up after himself. And others the, that the people actually have something wrong with them and they're just taking it out on Tony. Yeah. You know, um, and this is a little bit of both, you know, where Mysterio, where like, you know, uh, Beck calling, taking his, uh, his technology, really underutilizing it, calling it barf. Right. And then firing him is pretty shitty. Yeah. But that also just seems like one side of the story. Yeah. A hundred percent. Cause it's like you, you, we as an audience can like put the pieces together that like, He's definitely not sane. Right, yeah. yeah. And that was Tony's reason for firing him, said he was yeah. unstable. Right. Or unhinged. And then he's pointing guns at his uh, at his crew. Right. You know, so it's like, you know. Um, but I will say, yeah, like, Beck lacked the uh, grounded, I guess you can call it morality, that Vulture had. Right, because Vulture did it for him and his family. Right. Vulture was an, uh, felt like a real person who was slighted by by Tony Stark in a way that Tony could have never known because he's a little guy. Right. You know, where Beck is someone that, um, you, I can't picture him being a real person because he's so maniacal. And right. Stuff, yeah. Like you know? he, uh, cause he, cause he was, a, I guess he had to work somewhat hand in hand with Tony. Mm-hmm. Also that kind of cuts into Stark being like, like kind of a self-made guy. Like he figures this stuff out on his own most of the time. Yeah. Well, nobody figures everything out on their own right yeah well Tony Stark figured out time travel on his own that's true just that's like true. hanging out that's true yeah yeah but I think it also has to do with like that's why Tony didn't really use this tech though right I think uh Beck kind of gave it to him he's like look I figured this out this could be this could do everything this could be you know a big game changer mm-hmm. and Stark's like were you just making shit up like all right I'll uh, I'll, I'll use it for something and right. then that's what he came up with you know yeah he'll he had, like it wasn't something he ever really invested in no, yeah, because he's like he, he. Beck was upset that he used it for like a therapeutic, uh, right? Instead device. of like something like that could really change the world. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, and then it's cool that it was kind of cool that they uh, brought in the guy that uh, Slane yelled at in uh, Iron Man One. Yeah. You know, uh, Tony Stark built this in a cave with a bunch of scraps. You know, <laughs> <laughs> old, old Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Um, um, and that was yeah. cool to see him like come back. But, I don't know, part of me thinks that it would have been um, cooler if he was kind of behind everything and, like, using Beck. Right. You know, because, like, his whole thing was that, you know, like, oh, I'm not Tony Stark, you know, Um, and so that kind of, like, fueled him in a way to, like, prove that he could be or, like, kind of do his own thing or, like, show, like, kind of the, well, you know, like, he was slighted in a way that I felt was a little like different than Beck and for him to just be a lackey. Right. Like, I feel like if he was the one that was sort of coming up with things and Beck was sort of, uh, he, because he is unhinged was being used by him. Like he's a stake and Beck's the sizzle or not. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like Beck's the, just the, the face. Yeah. Yeah. The face. Exactly. But he's the one that's really behind it all. So when Beck, so he, so he can make Beck the face when Beck goes down, mm-hmm. he just takes the files and goes. So he's the one that really has the, the, um, 
the motivation of like, oh, he, he was never going to be as good as Tony Stark. Right. You know? Because yeah, it does look like uh, his boss was mean to him one day and he's like, that's it. I'm, I'm going to do some looks, revenge. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like, right? Because yeah. that huge exposition dump, which... As fun as it was. It was a lot of fun. It was pretty funny, yeah. And Janice, you know, making my outfit, and then the ironing, and yeah. the, the cape. It was like, like kind of a nice little joke, that, a running joke that they had going yeah, on to keep which, it light. Which was very, very cool, very mm-hmm. funny, but it really, it, at the end of the day, it is a giant dump mm-hmm. of exposition. And, you know, instead of just photoshopping, like, Jake in the back, right. and being like, oh, he was, he was there, this is why he was slighted. That could all be the case, but if you kind of go through... Maybe maybe during that dump, go through a couple other times where um, you could go like, oh, he's trying as hard as he can to figure something out. And then Stark just comes by and is like, oh, like, why didn't you just do that and that and that? Exactly, you know? yeah. And so he was never Tony Stark. Yeah, he's, you know? he's close to the finish line, but Stark's always... Stark's like, always just, just like miles ahead. Yeah. And so like, and now that Stark's dead, he like feels the need to... Like he wants to fill the shoes the same way... Peter is expected to fill the shoes. Right. Because he can never do it when Stark was living and he wants to take that place. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, he has to kind of create... He knows that he, he knows that he himself he is, is nobody. So if he creates... Um, that wouldn't be able to stop a real threat. So he creates right. a threat, creates Mysterio, let Beck be the face, right? And he can sort of be the one that... that, yeah. the, that the world looks to. Because even he said it at... Uh... No one like if you just say anything now, no one would say it. But if you put on a cape and uh, like and start acting like a hero, people will listen to you. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, so what if those were his words, right? Yep. And Beck's just wearing it. I don't know that. Right. I, I feel like that would be a little more grounded. Yeah. You know, instead of uh, like what you mentioned to me in the in the theater, um, uh, Buddy from Incredibles. Syndrome. Yeah. Syndrome, yeah. Syndrome. It's a, the, yeah, it's a it's, syndrome. Because yeah. Beck's motivation, his storyline, his character, is syndrome. Yeah. Like, shunned by a popular superhero, decides to create his own cataclysmic event, and then to, to undermine that superhero, and then swoop in and save the day using, um, using tricks and yeah, Using and technology that they... Yeah, technology yeah. And, and deception. Yep. Like, he's syndrome. And lasers from his hands. Yeah. Yeah. He's fucking syndrome. He's syndrome, yeah. Which is, you know... That seems lazier right, than and, than what I'm trying to give. I don't know. That seemed that seemed kind of yeah, lazy. But, He's syndrome. You know, so that is a big, big like kind of negative on this is that it's yeah, and, and that and the exposition dump. Yeah, um, I, I see that as fun as it was as a negative as bad story. Time. But let, but let's do talk about the good stuff because we both did super enjoy this movie I loved it and the way this this episode kind of started out does not sound like we're super high on it I suppose you're right I like I really liked it I thought it was a, a lot of fun a little bit of a throwback yeah a lot of, a lot of people will say it's like oh it's like a like a va- like a European va- like a National Lampoon European vacation I'm like eh. kind of, kind it's of like, yeah, yeah that's the vibe that's the vibe you know yeah. you get you get this you get a fun like it's a fun school movie, mm-hmm. a nice little field trip. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's something like that. It's 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 a it's and a it good. It gives you those, trip. those moments that you know you can always you, anybody can identify with, like this uh, this attractive guy coming out of nowhere and spending right. all his time with your crush. Yeah, you know, like that is like ah, oh, like dude, that hurts. Like, but yeah. you can relate, like the see, like on the airplane. Yeah, you know, and when uh, I like I've totally had times where I've attempted to. Um, to, to make things happen, to like to manipulate circumstances to get me to sit next to the, to the crush or to get right, me yeah. to spend time with the crush. And then it backfires, you know, and a third wheel gets thrown in or I get thrown out, you know? So mm-hmm. that, I could totally relate no, to Oh, yeah, that. we've both been there. Like, I've yeah. done that, too. Like, I'm trying to, like, set things up to, like, benefit me, but then, like, you entered, you introduce a, th- a third party that you have no real, like... Control over. Control over. Things get ruined, right? And you're like, God damn it! Like, and then she ends up dating him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, things like uh, one thing I really liked is that they downplayed Ned. Yeah. And made him like I love that they sent him with Betty Brant. Yeah, was that pretty, was really good comedy. I love that they had this like kind of like maybe you know, yeah, like, yeah, this, this super <laughs> annoying relationship. The super high school. Yeah, exactly. It's so high school. It's so funny. And I I love what he said is like you know she's a powerful woman and <laughs> I was a boy but now, yeah but now, <laughs> now, now, now you're, man. you're talking to a man Peter. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> love how zen he became about yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. You know? And uh, so that was really cool because one he would have been another. Um, 
like ball to juggle. Right. If you tied him to the plot too closely. And two... Because yeah, he would have had a whole like jealousy angle. Which yeah, like, something It kind of like seems that. petty and below them. Right, right. And and two, um, uh, that's what I was actually worried about. I, th- I thought that when he would be going after Zendaya, mm. um, after MJ, uh, that you know it would, the whole thing with like Ned having a plan right. for them to just be bachelors, and he would be slighted by that, end up doing something stupid that cost Peter. Yeah, because that's you know you, that cliche writes itself. But I'm glad they did something different. They would have had to make the only way that would have like worked is if they made like Ned this like undeniable like sexual force in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> like when he lands, like he and, like, starts cleaning, just up. fucking yeah. pulling in chicks left <laughs> and right. The, that's the only way it would have worked. Yeah. And the fact that they didn't do it, the fact that he immediately got a girlfriend yeah, immediately got cuffed up is so funny to the idea of the people who go when we go over to Europe we're gonna yeah. clean up babes all the he time he didn't even touch down yet yeah exactly yeah, and, and then he the, got cuffed because it's all bluster and fake because right. he, all he wants is a relationship right yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's true <laughs> He's like swinging bachelors. It's like he never even like, realized how much he actually. Like anyone looked. who comes to you with like this whole thing is like, yeah, we're gonna get girls in every different country, blah blah blah. Compensating. Yeah, he's like he's overcompensating and he's hiding his true like right. identity. Right. So that was really. I, I think they did Ned really good. Yeah. Um, MJ. I thought every scene with Peter and MJ was cute as hell. Yeah, they yeah, had really they nice were chemistry. Really cute. Yeah, really yeah. a cute romance. Um, which is cool because they're kids. Right. You don't want. Well, Zendaya like, is like twenty something. Well, so. Tom Holland. Tom Holland's like 25. He's like 23, yeah. Yeah, he's... he's and she's, all... she's gotta be around there, too. I yeah. think they're all around the same age, funny enough. I think Ned's older. I think Ned's younger than... than... Hold on, let's see. Yeah. I looked it up, actually. Um... Uh, yeah, Tom Holland's... Tom Holland's a young man. He's... He was born in 96, so he's 23. And I think so is, uh, Jacob Patalone, who plays Ned. He is, uh... Born in 96, he's 22. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So they're both actually yeah, they're much the same, same age. age. And then Zendaya. Oh, Zendaya. Yeah, they're all the same age. Zendaya's on, also 22. Good on casting, yeah. She yeah. Was... So that's good casting. And and again, like, you don't want to sexualize these people too much. No. Because, like, they're playing high school kids. Because you're watching high school. Yeah, exactly. You know? But it was very, very cute. Yeah. You know? And, and the chemistry was still there. And they seemed like a couple that you yeah, wanted they, them to together. They acted know? like high school kids. They yeah. They, like, kind of, you know. Yeah, I like how even um, MJ, who... The character is like seems very like closed off and and you know dark, right? You know, and um, so when he like asks like, "Oh, did you only pay attention because you thought it was Spider Man?" and she's like, "Uh, psh, yeah," you know, like that sucks, but right. that's like that's very much what someone in, in her position would do. She wouldn't just start barfing out her feelings, you know? Exactly. Yeah, she's um, closed off and socially awkward, so she's gonna do. The yeah. Easiest, easiest out. Right. Exactly. Yep. Instead of like having to confront their emotions. Yep. Um. So that was very cool too. Uh, you know, and then when she actually like does, uh, when they actually do come together, it's you know, it's everything you would want, or expect. It's awkward as hell. It's funny and it's and it's cute. Yeah, it's cute. You know? It's yeah. They so, they share a kiss and it's not like these big passionate kisses. Yeah. Like two like little a, pecs and right. then it's like oh now I get it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like clearly Peter's first kiss yeah you know, like, <laughs> um and I really like that Peter wasn't cool yeah like Andrew Garfield Peter yeah you know like like Flash is still calling him dickwad you know and Flash was Flash was actually really really cool minor character yeah he he's Spider-Man cause, cause inspires like, me to be a better person and then he just turns to Peter and he goes like sup dickwad right exactly but then uh at the end when they get picked up from the airport after several life-threatening uh instances mm-hmm. you realize that flash's mom never came to, didn't come to yeah see he's him. like a rich kid there. yeah he's like a rich kid whose butler is like oh so mother couldn't make it again yeah you know and then actually i saw um i read that when peter put on edith edith for the first time right and he's looking through everyone's texts accidentally flash's text says like mother father i haven't heard from you in days <laughs> <And so, laughs> <laughs> why aren't oh. you answering my calls oh like, so yeah. sad yeah. I hate yeah. that it's so funny though I know cause for me it's like a really cool like retroactive comeuppance right yeah you know, like it explains a lot it explains why, why he's, he's always like streaming and shit cause he needs the attention yeah. you know um so that was that was pretty awesome does yeah. it alright here's a here's a question I wanted to bring up mm. is it weird or is it because of where they are right now in the story that Uncle Ben has not been brought up yet at all. At just all, just kind of ref, just kind of alluded to. Allude, yeah, like he's 
I feel it like seems like Spider-Man's more uh, determined not to let down uh, Tony Stark, a guy he just met, to a man that raised him. Yeah, and gave him his whole moral code. G- exactly. Like, uh, so I thought that that might have come up when May and Happy became a thing. Right. Um, and it wasn't. Yeah, it was kind it of never, just... It still never came up. Yeah. Uh, I think if they were to become more serious at some point, then it should be addressed, right? Right. All the... Like, a briefcase... Because... But I, I get what they're... What, why they're doing it. They don't want to retread old territory. And but, they want to more connect him to the universe. And so, exploring his relationship with Tony is the better... Is yeah. Like the better move to do that. But, yeah, Uncle Ben is this very important character. They, you know, the Osbournes haven't been brought up at all. Exactly, yeah. Harry's not a thing. And, know, like... I, I th- you would think Ned would they would try to get Harry in there instead of Ned right the only reason why I would say like say something like why isn't because I mean they love like even in the comic books Uncle Ben is the only character that still has to die yeah no matter what happens it's uh it's a it's Batman's parents it's Batman's Uncle parents ben. it's well that's the siren yeah, <laughs> yeah Batman's parents yeah, Batman's, Uncle Ben Uncle Ben and, like, and uh there's one other character that like has to be dead yeah i'm not even remembering uh, hit us up in the comments yeah someone uh, yeah someone else but like yeah it, it but it, it shapes who peter is and maybe in the, the third one they'll be like you know they'll play into like because maybe so, there's some doubt and they'll be like well you know uncle ben always told me the bloody blue and the yeah, blue like, blue oh, your uncle always used to say yeah you know, but I, th- I think maybe once, now that he's more established as a part of the MCU, mm-hmm. maybe they will uh, bring him up. I just, I mean, it feels it's like, also it... like it would just be fan service though, wouldn't it? Because we all know his mor- his moral st- code and his story. Right. And, you know, they're able to craft a whole story here that didn't rely on that relationship at all. Mm. So the only reason they would bring him up is for us to be like, yeah, Uncle Ben, you know? Yeah. I guess in a way, yeah. But I mean... I wouldn't put it past them to figure out a way of doing it correct, like doing it without being so fan servicey. Mm. It just because it, it like it, it was weird when Mysterio because I know it's uh, an illusion created by Mysterio and what. But Uncle Ben never even came up. Um, yeah, he never even well, came up. I, I would think that that's because he doesn't know. That didn't is. know about Uncle Ben. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's offer also. Let's talk about that that sequence. The the uh, trip out. Yeah, because yeah. that was awesome. That was unreal. It was some Arkham shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you didn't know what direction anything was coming from. And the best part is, when he even tried swinging away, he would, like, bounce into walls. Yeah. Couldn't even, like, figure it out. He yeah. couldn't figure out where he was, and his spider sense wasn't working. hmm You know, probably because he wasn't... It's usually in Spider-Man canon, the spider sense sort of freaks out when Peter's unsure of himself. Right. You know, and he's unsure of who he is or who he wants to be. Or if he thinks he trusts somebody. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he doesn't he consider doesn't them a threat. that person as danger, yeah. And, and finally, um, with Venom. Yeah, the other time exactly because he because it was him Venom's himself yeah, yeah. Um, so in this situation it ended up working out really cool you saw some amazing visuals mm-hmm. like freaking uh, like uh, uh, one shot that really hit everyone under the belt and we all kind of like ooh was when uh, he throws him onto Tony Stark's grave yeah it was like maybe if you were better he'd still be a, he wouldn't have died right and then his, an Iron Man zombie comes out of the uh, of the grave, yeah. With spiders crawling around him, and the sp- the eye, the eight eyes of the spider, the transition into with, like copies of Mysterio. It's like that, if, like, if you oh thought God. if you thought the fucking like uh, bug out in Doctor Strange was cool, this shit is just as cool. Yeah, this is just as good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then it, they had the same iTunes visualizer going on in this. Like, yeah, it is going. And off. then you think and, and the fake out with Fury coming yeah. back and shooting him. And then, no, it's still part of the trip. Yep. And then pushes him into the train. Whew. Whew. Any good Spider-Man movie has to have him getting the shit beat out of him. Yeah. You know? And, because Spider-Man's all about taking the beating and getting up. Yeah, that's the, and that's the thing, yeah. Yeah. He has to, he, he's, he has to start, he could start from the top, but at some point he has to hit the you bottom. You gotta get him on the ropes. He has to, was it in Spider-Man uh, 2, when he lost his powers. Cause yeah. Because he's. You know, he was impotent the whole time. Spider-Man 3, uh, his best friend is the bad guy, and he fell into the corruption of of the symbiote. symbiote. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's just, you have to build this character. Like, you constantly have to build this character up. With Miles, when all the Spider-Men abandon him, because he can't get his powers together, you know? Because, again, he's unsure of himself. After his uncle died, he just... Yeah, after his uncle dies. He has to... 
figure a way to look into himself and then come on up. Right. Yep. Right. And and that was definitely the, the turning point for him. And a scene that I really, really liked, I don't know why I liked it so much, but it was one of my favorites of the movie, is when Happy picks him up. And, um, oh, he hugs him in the field? Yeah, and they have this big, like, heart-to-heart. Yeah. Um, and, and then Tony, Peter finally, like, lets it all go. It's like, you know, like, I, I, like, how badly he messed up. Because Peter messed up real bad. Yeah, he did, yeah. Like, that's such a bad decision. Yeah. You know, and, um, part of it is, is a little, like, too bad of a decision for, to expect Peter to have made. Mm. Like, come on, like, you have all this, this tactical power and you're giving it to the guy you met, what, Two days ago? Well, I think that's the thing of his... They kind of match it with his spider sense not working. Yeah. Because his, he doesn't know who to trust. He does, he, he does, he's not sure of himself. So right. any, like this seems like the most reasonable decision. So like, why would he think that's a bad decision? Right. Yeah. Um, because you're giving away... like A multi-billion dollar... <laughs> tactical <laughs> weapons to system to someone you met. To some stranger, ago. yeah. I mean, granted, he the guy really played him. Mm-hmm. Like, Beck played him well. You know, really went to the whole mentor angle. You know, the all the different like effects and stuff really looked right uh, convincing. You know, and uh, and he seemed like he was somebody that understood who Peter was going, what Peter was going through. Mm-hmm. So I could see that. Right. You know, I could see why he fell for that. Um, but I just wouldn't have. I just wouldn't think to. And this is the one thing that Tony left for you. you know? Right. Yeah. I, it does. Even it still doesn't make enough sense. For it, me. It's a it's an interesting idea. Yeah, but um, him realizing, I like that he realized pretty quickly that he messed up. Right. If it didn't drag that, you know, and that's one thing in the movie in general is that the pacing's really really good. You know. Yeah. Nothing's ever like, oh, he's a bad guy. Like, how's this gonna work? Like, what? And we're stuck there, like, just like, come on, like, get to it. Let's see how this plays out. We know right away. Yep. You know, um, it, it, they 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 keep it moving. They keep it moving, which is really really good. Um. But yeah, it was when he, when he like breaks it down and he's just like they all expect me to be Tony and you know I can't even figure it out and and I, I can't even do this and I messed up and I did this and Happy's just like look, Tony couldn't even handle being Tony, right? You know, like he was always and like it was cool because everybody's coming at them, coming at Peter with their perspective of Tony being this uh, like omnipotent like hero. It's the it's the the morning reflection where everything they've done is perfect. Yeah. Where you think they've never done a, a bad thing. Right. But only the people who know them exactly know how messed up they were. Right. So happy. Nobody knows Tony better than happy other than maybe pepper. Right. And so for happy to be like, listen, kid, like Tony didn't have it either. Like, you know, and that I think humanizes Tony in a way that, um, Peter feels like he, you know, he can relate to, yeah. Yeah, like, like maybe this, you know, it, it makes him feel like the weight on his shoulders, like he doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. He just has to try. And then when they, it, that leads you into the him making the suit, and it is, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's a, extremely reminiscent. Yeah. And uh, for me, at like, that was a really big emotional beat that hit for me, mm-hmm. of like him finally filling in those shoes once he realizes that they don't have to fit perfectly. Right. You know, and, uh, and you, you seeing Happy realizes too, was pretty cool for me and the the, so one of the things the trailers did kind of uh throw everyone off is that they they showed a ramon song in there and i think that's a thing of spider-man's because they had a ramon song at the end yeah um but in one of the trailers he put on acdc and which is an iron man thing right and then uh but in the trailers they put on uh uh i want to be sedated Mm. And it, it bugged me because it, it, the line after that was like, "Oh, I love Led Zeppelin." And Peter would and know Peter's, the Ramones. Peter's from Queens. Yeah. The Ramones are from Queens. I think the Ramones are from Richmond Hill. Yeah, so Peter would know the Ramones. Th- yeah, like, it would be a disservice. Yeah, it's like a kid from Long Island not knowing who Billy Joel is. Right. Or like a kid from Jersey not knowing who Bruce Springsteen is. Kid from Brooklyn not knowing who Jay Z is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, I think a kid also from Queens not knowing who Nas is. Like, right. Like it's there's certain act there's certain performers and acts that like. We got it. Like it's good. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, someone from Jersey not knowing Springsteen. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Or Bon Jovi or like. Yeah. Or like even like, I don't even know anything outside of the New York, outside of New York. <laughs> someone from the West Coast not knowing Pac. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. It, it it's 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 weird. But right. in the actual movie, it makes much more sense because it's ACDC. Yeah. Um. A British group. Um, Australian. 
Yeah. Shit. Yeah. My bad. It's all right. Yeah. Because um, I'm just thinking because Tom Holland's British. They're in London, and I just said British. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So. <laughs> wow. But anyway. Uh, yeah. So fucking. So they play the Tony music. Yeah. And it's cool that it's back to, back in black because Peter's suit has black uh, yep. the way the blue used to be. So that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, and then, he, and then he comes back and he figures it out and that's how, that's how superhero movies usually work. Yeah. You know? No, yeah, there's a lot of, like, a lot of fun stuff. And you know, it's, and also, like, the, the way he gets a lot of the, uh, like, cause they use, uh, drones now. Mm-hmm. And he, and he gets, and that's what, like, it's a lot different than in Spider-Man and Homecoming where he just f- faces one old guy. Right. Like, so he gets to do, you get to see a little bit more Spider-Man action. Yeah, it's more of a credible threat. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, cause it, it had it's a, a, a straight up video game. It's pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. Had a straight up like a uh, video game vibe to it. Yeah. And it was, sure. it was, it was pretty cool. And they, they'd, uh, you know, it was, it was a really cool like end fight scene where it just kind of just seems relentless. Like yeah. every time he was going, he was just going and going and going and just, yeah, you know, it's it's good because he he had to climb the mountaintop, right. and climbing a mountain is not easy. Yeah, up until the final uh, uh, real test where you know the real Mysterio tries to shoot him, and he right. we before we even see it, he just grabs the gun, and and you would think he caught the bullet. Right. Yeah. Know? It was pretty cool. Yeah. Even that was pretty awesome. He was like, oh, now he he knows what it is. Mm-hmm. His spider sense a hundred percent. You know, you can't you can't trick him anymore. Yep. Really awesome, um, and you know it. it I thought, yeah, that I think all the sequences in the movie, all the action sequences, like the the water one was really cool, the fire one was cool. Like there were every all the action sequences, there were more of them in mm-hmm. this movie, and they were done better, right, than in Homecoming. Huh. Um, so I, I would definitely. Do you think this movie is better than Homecoming? Yeah, I think yeah, there's a little I, I bit more. Too. There's a little bit more uh, stuff to digest in this. Yeah, I think this villain isn't as good as Vulture, but I think the movie as a whole is better than Homecoming. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, and, and you know the the after credits alone. Yeah, we talked about uh, one already with the J. Jonah Jameson stuff. Well, we talked about half of it. Half of it. We yeah. didn't talk about him getting outed. But we guys, yeah, we did. did. Yeah, we, we did. did. We did. We did. Yeah. How we can go into Sinister Six that way. Yep. Because to... when we left the theater, I was like, oh, they could introduce, you could introduce Oscorp and the Thunderbolts, which is basically the Green Goblin and just. Uh, deputized Sinister Six members. Right. Yeah. Um. You could. You could definitely bring it. Like, cause then you could also. Oh, I also said. Uh. You could have Peter Parker try to change his identity and go to San Francisco and run into Venom out there. Mm. Uh. You, you know. There's a. There's a. It opens a lot of doors. And it's I was all, thinking you could bring in Craven. And you could. And yeah, you said yeah, Craven. Spider Hunter. Yeah. Uh. Or you could bring in a bunch of them, and then you have your Sinister Six. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Bring out Matt Gargan from jail. Exactly. Have yeah, Oscorp like, suit him up. As a know? work release thing. You yeah, know, which it, seems to be what uh, what the Amazing Spider-Man 2 was going for. Yeah, they had the a... The setup wasn't they really had good. A, Yeah. It's all leading back to that villain basement. Yeah. Yeah, it was the slowest burn. Yeah, because you could introduce so many characters that way. Because you could have like the lead scientist like working for Oscorp be Dr. Octavius. Yeah. You could have, you know, you could have uh, Matt Gargan, you could have... Er- uh, whatever the rhino's name is, mm-hmm. you could have a, you know, the vulture be a part of it. Like, has to be a part of it. You right. like you, and he tries. You could have it like somewhere halfway where he, he tries to like stop them or save Spider Man, and then they turn on him. And yeah, because you could you yeah. could kill Michael Keaton. He'll be right. okay. He'll be yeah. <laughs> he'll be fine. Yeah, so, and it'll also have some weight to it because he'll still feel that he's responsible for that. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because Keaton would have died protecting him. Right. Um. So yeah. So it. It's a really cool direction you can go in, but the second after credit, yeah, that's is another story altogether. Yep, we realize that the whole time Nick Fury, after you know, we all I think we both kind Nick, of thought like Nick, the Nick Fury was movie. off this this yeah. movie. Yeah, he was a, a real dick, right. Peter, about everything, right? And then he was very easily fooled by Beck, which somebody as paranoid and cautious as Nick Fury, yeah, a he, spy, a professional of deceit, you wouldn't expect to fall for Beck so easily. Right. Um, so that, for me, I felt like they really, like, nerfed him in this movie. Like, yeah. They really played him down. Until you realize that it was actually Talos the Skrull yep. from Captain Marvel. Talos and his wife. Uh, yes. Lady Talos. I don't know yes. what her name is. Talos. Um, <laughs> playing, playing Nick Fury and Maria Hill yeah. the whole time. And that Nick Fury is in space 
with a on a scroll ship. Yep. Being called back to work. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! That's big. It's big because you don't know when Nick Fury was. Yeah, you don't know if it was after Endgame or like before like Endgame. He went up with Captain Marvel. Yep. You know. Um, it had yeah. to be since he lost his hair. So. Yeah. So before, after the nineties. After the night, yeah. You don't know if he's up there just on like pure. Or like, you don't know. He might have gone up there with hair, come down without. Exactly. Yeah. You don't know what space does. Yeah. Um, but I, I think they're setting up sword. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah. You, you had a kind of a secret war. I, idea. yeah. It was kind of like, yeah, secret war, something like with the space, like some more space, you know, galactic stuff. I maybe they're you know watching out for Galactus. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Like, That'd be pretty nuts. It'd be like kind of crazy. Like it would have been funny if like. He came back out of like his little like uh, beach thing, and he's like, and they and their raiders go like, oh, incoming. It's like, oh, what's this? Like, oh, it was pretty big. Oh man. Oh, or like man. the Silver Surfer pops up. Like, oh, oh he's fucking dope. Like, it opens up so oh. much stuff. Like, that's the thing. Like, we're in a cool place right now. Yeah, like we're in a like we're we just finished the end. This is the end of the Infinity Saga. Yeah. Uh, they're now gonna start a new phase. So next year when the movies come out, it's phase four. Four. Fa- yeah, phase four. And is Spider Man. Is this technically phase three still? Yeah. Oh, really? I think this ends phase... Oh, this may have... This starts phase four. Phase Starts phase four, but closed phase, uh, three. phase three. Yeah. yeah. So, it's... So, we're in an interesting place that we haven't been in a while for Marvel movies. Right. Where it feels like anything... They could do anything. Yeah, they go, yeah, they go anywhere from yeah. here. But, like, back in the day... When we were in that position, we were thinking, oh, maybe they'll do Infinity Saga. It's like, no, they're not doing Infinity. You right. know how many people they have to bring for Infinity? Exactly. And they'd be like, oh, maybe they'll do Civil War. It's like, they're not doing Civil War. Mm-hmm. You know how big Civil War was? Right. You know? But now, it really feels like they could do any storyline. Yep. And make it work. You know? So, and it's awesome because it's so validating for us. As, for, as yeah. people who, as, as people who, like, enjoy these stories and we're told, like, that they're ridiculous and that we're ridiculous for liking them and... We're like man children, and now, oh like, man! All they did was put them on a on a silver screen with more attractive people, <laughs> and everybody's in love with it. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see what's going on, because they could even still introduce the multiverse too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the best but is Zach was uh, onto something. So, I originally was gonna see this movie on the third of July with good friend of the show Andrew Parker. Yeah, uh, Bullduck Gaming. Shout you know, out to Bullduck Gaming. You know, get him on Twitch at the uh, Bullhammer, and mm-hmm. you know, he's out there. Um, so we were supposed to go, but the movie theater we went to was shut down mm. for a health code violation, mm. even though it's a very nice movie theater. Dine-in. A dine-in movie theater. Dine-in AMC. Yep. Out in Levittown. Yep. Uh, so then we saw it on the 4th of July. Mm. I ran into Parker yesterday at work mm. and he's like, oh, how was the movie? I'm like, oh, it was really good. And I go, those, you got to stay for those post credits though. Yeah. Like they're pretty dope. And he's like, oh yeah. Like, I go, I'm not going to tell you what's in it. And he's like, oh, multiverse. So I kind of went. I'm not saying nothing. Oh, so he thinks... He thinks multi... He ah. thinks one thing. Because there's one thing I'll do, especially with, like, big hype. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Nah, I not. hate that. I hate when people go out there spoiling it. Yeah. Um, but I will try to mislead people yeah. to other things. Yeah, yeah. Because I think I've done that to you a bunch of times. I think once or twice you've done it to me. Where it's like, yeah, think of this. But you've definitely underplayed a lot of things. Yeah. Like, Fury Road is the main example. Okay. But you were just like, it's a good movie. All right. Well, you should check it out. <laughs> And then I watch it and it blows my mind. And you're just like, yeah, it was pretty awesome, yeah, right? It was great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I feel like the worst thing I could do is oversell something. Yeah. The worst thing I could say, like, it's the greatest thing, fucking thing I've ever seen. And you and I had the same amount, same time. Same, same, same good time as I did. Yeah. But what I could say is, it's good for me. You go see it. Mm-hmm. You make up your own mind. Right. You, you do that. And then right. we'll talk later. So then when you get hyped on it like yeah i'm hyped too right like we're good we're on the same level here like so there's no like miscommunication exactly like, you're like oh you didn't like this thing you didn't like that thing it's like right. it's like yeah we like this you thing know, i i liked it but you know right you made it seem like it would yeah it like, be like i i hate to always throw him under the bus but mikey mikey does this all the time he's like oh this is great it was great yeah this is the greatest thing it. ever best movie it's like um but it's it, it may not be. It may not hit the same like, notes. Yeah, I mean, The Hobbit Two is okay. Mikey, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's like all right, like we get it, like. But no, yeah. So like, it's it's always tough to like. I I don't like super hyping it, and, and I always I always try telling them like, use a different word. Use a different word than great and best. Don't give it those high, yeah. uh, high phrases. Give it like a medium, to right. like 
level expectations. It was enjoyable. Right. It was satisfying. Like, so if you it come was, into yeah. a movie with, like, high expectations and I come in like, this is great, bro, and then you go into that movie and it does not hit those expectations because now your expectations are even higher. Right. If I come in and say, like, yeah, man, it's good, like, you go, oh, kind of pull back a little. Yeah, because yeah. the first person who watched it didn't come in thinking, oh, it's going to be great. Right. They came in thinking, well, let's see this movie. Right. You know? So you want to transmit the same... Ex- if you want someone to have a similar experience to you, you have to set them up the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree. And trailers can't do that either. No. Ugh. Fucking, fucking hate trailers. Um, anyway. Let's give this movie a grade. Yes. Uh, what did we give Homecoming? Did we give that a seven? I think we gave it a seven and a half. Yeah, because I'm kind of thinking an eight for this. I'm thinking an eight as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really strong MCU movie. It's nice to do good movies again. For me, it's it's weird, though, because, like, um, so in the top five Marvel, right? Right. You just don't think to put Spider-Man up there. You think to put Civil War. You think to put Winter Guardians Soldier. 1, Winter Soldier, you know, Infinity War, Iron Man 1. Right. You think to put those movies. What, but for some reason, what is Spider-Man... What is it? Is it the bad track record of other Spider-Man movies? I think is it's it the small scale. It may be the smaller scale because yeah. if you look at the ones that are now in the top, let's say the top five now, or you know, Infinity uh, War, Infinity War, Civil War, Guardians, Guardians, Civil War, and Cap Two. Uh, look at look at what happened in those movies. Yeah. You had uh, a revelation that Hydra is like. 95% of S.H.I.E.L.D. You have the collapse uh, of the Avengers. The collapse of the Avengers. You have the introduction of the galaxy. You have the snap. You have the snap. You have that fucking oh. Avengers Assemble moment. Yeah. Oh. Like, like there's so much stuff that like your eyes can like barely handle. Yeah. And then you have Spider-Man like, oh, what happened in Spider-Man Homecoming? Well, he got thrown in a bus. He he rode the Staten Island Ferry and he got yeah, like, yelled at a lot. Yeah. It's like it's kind of tough to be like, okay, well that's that's huge. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they even do it to themselves, right? The yeah. movie starts with the Whitney Houston memorial, which was amazing. I fucking loved it. It was so good from the Comic Sans right. to the like really low quality picture Those vision. harsh fades. Yeah. <laughs> the doves behind Tony. Yep. Um, the watermark on Black Widow's picture. Yeah. You know, it, it was really, really, really some, per- some solid Google image searches yes. there, pal. Yes. I appreciate it. It was perfectly <laughs> terrible. Yeah. And then the, them showing, like, the, the marching band coming back during the blip. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was really good. Yeah. I appreciated the whole, like, them kind of making the, the snap and the blip. Making it a joke. Kind of a joke, yeah. Like, uh, my wife, like, she, they made me, she made a scene that she got snapped. She just and walks. She just she just left. <laughs> started a new family. We had a funeral and everything. Yeah, so ran off with another man. Uh, that is who. Martin, Martin Starr really did some good comedy work. He really did. Him and JB Smooth. Him and JB Smooth. Yeah. yeah, they did really good. As like, I love this whole idea that JB Smooth was like it was witches. Yeah, the whole movie. <laughs> the whole movie. He never strays from that. Yeah, yeah, uh, which is pretty funny. Yeah, it was it was it was a really good movie. Yeah, I was I, I wanted to get the negative out of the way. Yeah, because it was really really good. No, yeah, this is a good this is a good summer movie. Good climax. Yeah, you know, good sec like really good story arc. Yeah, like really I mean, good arc. if you're gonna watch a Stranger Things, and I'm only saying that so I could put it in our our tag so we get that Stranger Things vibe like hey. views. Uh, if you're gonna watch that, like have a bunch of kids kind of doing some goofy adventures or whatever they do. Um, I think they hang out in a mall this, mm. this year, and then you see a Spider-Man. You're having a good time. It's a good. It's, it's a, a good, good summer. Good summertime. Watching Nick Fury get mad at yeah. kids that go and barging into the room. Be- best line is, "Bitch, you've been to space." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "All right, that's pretty good." It's pretty good. It's pretty good. But also, like again, didn't seem quite Nick Fury. Yeah, and now you know why. So it's perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Fucking Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, I he's so good at that role. It's like what. Well, right. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, all right. I guess I could have done that better. Gave him the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Some Gave things got glasses, out of hand, like you said. But then uh, things kind of got out of hand. <laughs> but uh, I thought one thing that was pretty cool about the movie that in multiple places is that Nick Fury, Maria Hill, and Quentin Beck are all acting as actors, right? You know, and you can tell. Yeah, like we all we could all tell Fury was off, right? You know, we could all tell that Beck like. Like, you know, if, if that was legitimately Gyllenhaal acting, you'd be like, ugh, that's kind of cheesy. Right, yeah, yeah. But because it's Gyllenhaal acting as a guy that can't act well. Right. It's actually pretty good, you know? 
So, um, so yeah. So I, you I, have to be a really good actor to portray a really bad one. I think that's true. Yeah, honestly. Um, so you know that's that's the shoot. That is the shoot. That's the shoot, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed Spider-Man: Homecoming as much as we did. If not, go ahead and tell us why at Movie Mayhem Pod on Twitter or at Movie Mayhem Podcast on Instagram. Your Movie Mayhem Podcast at Gmail dot com and. Yeah, you can buy our shirts at tpublic.com backslash user movie man podcast. Yeah, if you want to, you know, strengthen the brand. You know, I think I'm going to... You, you know what? Have... I just think I had an idea for uh, a new shirt. Oh, good. It's one of our moments. Oh, the, the Brobo. The Brobo moment. Um, definitely. And guys, uh, if you want to boost us up, you know, get us to the big leagues, you always go ahead and leave us a, a strong rating or, or a comment. Give us them on, five stars, baby. Five star reviews on, on I, iTunes. Be or, like Dave Meltzer watching a Kenny Omega match. Yeah. Five, five stars. stars. Or uh, however people uh, rate things on Spotify. I don't even know if that's, a, if that's an option. I don't option, think it's but, a thing. I don't think yeah, you can well, rate well, on Spotify. You know, just keep listening then. Yeah, just keep listening. Yeah. That's, that's all the, we can ask for. the most you could do. Tell your friends. And that's have your friends too. tell, tell your, your friends. friends. Yeah. It's like the Ponzi scheme of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> so you get again. Movie Man Ponzi. Movie Man Ponzi. Podcast. All right. So, yeah, that's the shoot, guys. Well, thanks for listening, and we will see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Later. Later.